Well, today we're continuing our series entitled The Third Person, where we're going to learn a little bit more about the third person of God, who is the Holy Spirit. We believe as a church that there is one God, one true God, and he's revealed in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, who is Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to lean in a little bit more about who the Holy Spirit is. And I'm praying today that each one of us would have an open heart to what God wants to do. In fact, I encourage you to open your heart today and say, God, I want you to move in my life. Holy Spirit, I want to welcome you in my heart. I want you to move. I want you to move in my life and in my family and in my future. Also, just to say a little bit of a foundation, I want to remind us that we believe that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all divine. They're all co-equal and they're all co-eternal. I've mentioned this before, but I, I think that there might be people who are here for the very first time. And I want to set a foundation God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're all divine, which means they're all God. They're all co-equal. They all have the same power and authority. The Holy Spirit is just the third one that's being mentioned, but they're all equal and they're all co-eternal, which means they have always existed for all of eternity. Because of that, we can rely on what God the Father does, what God the Son does, and what God the Holy Spirit does. And so I just invite you today just to open your heart about what God wants to do in your life. Well, today I wanna to focus in on one aspect of the Holy Spirit and what he does in our life. And it's simply this thought. The Holy Spirit distributes spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit distributes spiritual gifts in our life. And I wanna lean into this because I think many of us, we feel like we don't have enough skill or talent to accomplish the mission of God. I'm here to reassure you on the authority of scripture that the Holy Spirit has the ability to close gaps in our life. Many of us, if we're really honest, we feel like we're right here and God's plan and purpose for our life is all the way out here and we're saying, God, I don't know how to close the gap. Well, I wanna reassure you, it doesn't matter if you can't close the gap because when the Holy Spirit steps in, he gifts us and he's the one who closes the gap. He's the one who closes the gap in our life. Yes, if you wanna worship him, you can clap and worship him for that. He's the one who does it. In fact, I've titled today's message, Gifted for Life. I wanna invite you to say it with me, Gifted for Life. The Holy Spirit wants to gift you for your life. In fact, I believe, I believe that the Holy Spirit is present here and now, and also that the Holy Spirit is present in the future. And I wanna speak prophetically. I think that the Holy Spirit knows the gifts you need for what's about to come in front of you. Some of you, God's about to level you up in your business. Some of you, God's about to give you not just one kid, but twins. And some of you are praying, God, please don't. I just want one kid. <laughs> some of you, God's about to launch you out into the deep. Maybe he's inviting you to do something on a short-term mission trip. Maybe he's wanting you to step out and learn a new language because he's wanting to use you in a capacity in an area. I believe that God knows what you need in the future and he's working right now in the present to gift you what you need so that when you get there, you have nothing and you have everything you need. You have no lack in your life. I believe that the Holy Spirit, in fact, today is going to gift you with spiritual gifts that you've never had before, that you've been praying, but you didn't realize that you've just been praying saying, God, give it to me. And what you're gonna ask today is a little bit different. You're gonna say, Holy Spirit, I need this for what's 
for what I'm facing. I need this for what is to come. And I truly believe the Holy Spirit's gonna provide that to you. He's gonna distribute brand new gifts. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I want you to, I want you to be excited about what God's about to give you. I want you to get excited. Get excited. In fact, I just, because Jesus is the one who distributes the Holy Spirit, I just want you to take a moment and just say in advance, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. He wants to work in us. I wanna to talk to you about how we can be gifted for life. I wanna invite you to join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're gonna look at verses one and then verses three through seven and the verse 11. This is the first letter to the Corinth church from a guy by the name of Paul who was a first century follower of Jesus. He wrote this letter to encourage them. Why? Because they lived in a culture and in a town where there was pagan worship. There were people who were worshiping false idols. There were people in the town who were ministering by way of demons. And the apostle Paul is saying, I'm wanting you to be set apart. I don't want you to live the way you used to live. He said, you used to go to the temple of the pagan gods and now you serve the one true God and you're gonna have people in your life, your neighbors, your former friends who are saying, come back to the old life. Come back to the old life. And God is saying, no, step forward. Live by way of the Holy Spirit. And this is what Paul is writing. So I invite you with an open mind and an open heart to receive what God wants to speak to you today through his word. And I just invite you, if something jumps out to you, highlight it in your Bible and say, God, that word is for me. So let's look at the word of God together. This is what Paul said. Now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. He, want, he wanted them to be educated about how the Holy Spirit works. And in the same way, he's wanting us to be educated as well. Verse three, this is what he says. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. They are all different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Say common good. All of these are the work of the one and the same spirit and he distributes them to each one of us, to you, to you, to you, to you, to you, to you, just as he determines. I believe truly that God is about to distribute spiritual gifts and I don't know about you, but I believe that some of you are gonna step out in faith believing that God's gonna give you a spiritual gifting. I recently heard a story. One of the guest speakers who came a couple months ago told us a story of a young lady in Brazil. She went there as a missionary. She had never spoken Portuguese before. She was there for two or three months and she just couldn't seem to get the language. And she'd been praying, God, help me understand the language. God, help me understand the language. She just stepped out in faith. She went into the deep with God. She didn't know the language ahead of time. So she went there. And it just so happened on a specific walk, there was a young lady who came up to her and began to speak Portuguese to her. And the young girl didn't know what the other girl was speaking. And so in that moment, she said, God, 
I need to know Portuguese because I think this lady needs help. And immediately she understood Portuguese and she began to speak as God gave her the capacity to speak. That was a miracle. I heard of another story just recently. There was a young lady who walked into McDonald's. She was a young adult. <clears throat> and she walked into this McDonald's to order her food. It was late at night. She went to McDonald's, as some of you do, right? You just want a McDonald's burger or some fries. She walks in and then this other lady comes in frantic. And this lady spoke Spanish. Now this young girl had grown up around people who spoke Spanish, but she never learned it. She was never courageous to step out and learn it. But this lady was frantic, asking for help. And this young lady said, God, help me help her. And instantly, she was able to speak Spanish and minister to this woman. God gave her utterance. God gave her the capacity to understand the Spanish that the lady was speaking. And she was able to pray for that lady. She was able to pray for that lady's family. And that lady gave her life to Jesus. And this is what God can do. In one moment, the Holy Spirit can change your life. He can move you forward. One of the things that I think is important for us to grab hold of is this one central truth. And if we don't get this one central truth, we're not able to receive the Holy Spirit and the gifts that the Holy Spirit can provide. The central idea is this. The Holy Spirit affirms Jesus is Lord. The Holy Spirit affirms that Jesus is Lord. This is what Paul says in verse three. Therefore, I don't want you, therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Today I wanna sharpen your spiritual discernment because not everything that you hear that is spiritual comes from God. In fact, many of you, you spend some time on social media and you hear people say, spiritual types of things. They say, oh, we don't need to go to church. We, we don't believe in organized religion. I just have my own spirituality. And they say things like, look inside of yourself and you'll find God. Align your chakras, look with your third eye, find your own energy. Anything that is spiritual that doesn't acknowledge Jesus is Lord doesn't come from God in heaven. And I wanna encourage you to be spiritually discerning about what you consume with your mind and your eyes and your heart and your ears because not everything comes from God. We need to be discerning. And when something doesn't agree with God's word and it doesn't agree with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's gonna convict us and say, hey, uh-uh, that doesn't come from me. That doesn't come from me. You don't need to consume that. You don't need to let that enter into your ears. You don't need to let that enter into your eyes. You don't, you don't need to meditate on this in your mind and in your heart. Here's what I know. We can't play with the spiritual fire of Satan and not get burned. Some of us are flirting with the fire of the enemy. God says, get rid of that. Be holy as I am holy. And Jesus gives us the capacity to be holy, not because we're holy, but because he is holy. I wanna encourage you to lean into the presence of the Holy Spirit, allow him to speak to you, allow him to strengthen you. Because the enemy wants to burden you. He wants to burden you with destructive thoughts, negative feelings and spiritual states, the desire to sin, to give you depression and anxiety and fear and insomnia. And I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit wants to set you free. He wants to work in your life. And all we have to do is say, Jesus is Lord. And I invite you, I invite all of us to say that as a declaration 
to break off the things that we're struggling with or the people in our family, I just invite you to boldly say, Jesus is Lord. Say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. If we get this, we then qualify ourselves for the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Today, I wanna share with you two truths about the spiritual gifts that come from the Holy Spirit. And the first thought is this. Spiritual gifts advance God's plan and God's people. Spiritual gifts advance God's plan and God's people. In order for us to understand the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit provides to us, we need to look at the roles of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. These spiritual gifts that come from the Holy Spirit, they're they're given to us to advance God's plan and God's people. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but if if we look closely at verses four through six, we actually see God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let me read it to you. Verse four, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. That's the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Who is the Lord? Who's the Lord? Jesus. And then in verse six, there are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. That speaks of God the Father. Then in verse seven, it says this. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. What we see in this passage We see the unity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, but we also see the diversity of the roles and the assignments of each one. And I want us to lean into that a little bit. I want to share with you some thoughts today, some thoughts about how all of them work together. The first thought is this, is God does work in our spirit being. That's the spirit part of who we are. And what he provides to us in our spirit being is he does workings. He does different kinds of service. And he does and distributes different kinds of spiritual gifts in our life. In verse six, when we see God the Father working, these are the workings of God. And the workings of God, actually, they speak to the organizing and planning nature of God the Father. You know this from that verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the what? The plans I have for you, says the Lord. When Jesus is speaking that, he's saying, I know what God the Father has ordained for your life. The workings are given by God the Father. In verse five, we see Jesus. He distributes different kinds of service to us. This highlights one nature of the aspect of Jesus. It's simply this, is that Jesus, when he came, he came as a suffering servant. Yes, and when he returns for a second coming, he comes as as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But when he first came, he came as a suffering servant. Matthew 20, verse 28 says this, the son of man did not come to to be served, but to what? But to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Here's what I want you to know. God created each one of us to serve. He did. To serve him and to serve his people. And then he taught us how to serve by his life. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And when we serve God's people, we're serving him. We serve God's people, we're serving him. We believe this here at Westover. We serve God by serving other people. We serve God by loving people. And I believe that God is inviting some of us to step out. You've been feeling a tug on the inside where God's saying, I need you to step in. I need you to step in. Whatever he speaks to you, I want you to step in. I wanna encourage you to be courageous. He wants to give you something to move you forward. Verse four speaks of the Holy Spirit. This tells us 
that the Holy Spirit provides spiritual gifts to us. Giftings that we have and currently, but also giftings that are necessary for the assignment ahead of us. Second thought I want to share with you about how God distributes spiritual gifts to us to advance God's people and to advance his, her, his purpose and plan, it's this. God does work not only in our spirit, but also in our soul, in our mind, our will, and our emotions, in our mind, our will, and our emotions, in our mind, and our will, and our emotions. And the way that he works in our, in our soul is he gives us talent, skill, and giftings. Talent, skill, and giftings. That's what he does in the soul. But in our spirit, he does workings, he does service, and he does spiritual gifts. Now, I want to put these two together. I want to overlay them for us today. I want, to, I want to invite the team to show you this image. I want you to look at this. When we're born, God the Father plans in advance the spiritual talents that he gives to us. Many of you are talented. Many of you are talented. Some of you have the gift of organization and administration. Some of you have the gift of mercy and compassion. Some of you have the gift of leadership. Some of you have the gift of faith. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's provided that to you, right? And here's what he does. At, at, at birth, he gives us talents. He gives us the capacity to do that. And then what God, the son, what he does is he helps cultivate skill within us. Ways to serve. He gives us skill. He gives us the capacity to sharpen skills. Some of us, again, we feel like there's a gap between where we're at and where we need to go and where God's leading us. And God is wanting to sharpen our skill to get there. And then what happens is then the spiritual gifts come from the Holy Spirit. And what happens is he takes us and he helps us have the maximized life. Some of you may remember the passage where, where it says that God will help us produce a 30, a 60, or a 100-fold return. Some of you may re remember that. In business, there's this concept of 10x. I want to reassure you that God has the capacity to 100x your life. The only way that he can do that is if we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit working in our life. He wants us to be equipped for every good work, but we have to acknowledge and welcome in. He wants to work in us, and he wants to move in our life. And today, today I want to encourage you to pray that God would give you a new spiritual gift. In fact, in just a moment, our team's going to share with you going to share with you the spiritual gifts we find in the Bible. There's three places in the Bible where we find the spiritual giftings that the Holy Spirit provides to us. And as we show these lists, I want you to do two things. Number one, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to, to write down off of each of the two lists, maybe one or two giftings that God has already gifted you with. And the reason I want you to do that is because I want you to be aware that the giftings that you have didn't come from you, they came from God. The giftings that you have didn't come from you, they came from God. And the second thing I want to encourage you to do off of both of the lists is write down the gifts that jump out to you. When you see them, you feel like the letters are a little bolder. You feel like God is speaking that to you. Maybe you have a prayer request before the Lord for something that you're wanting to accomplish and that he's put before you and you don't know how to do it. Maybe it's to increase your leadership capacity. Maybe you've just been promoted or maybe you're desiring to be promoted. And God wants to cultivate leadership capacity in you. I want you to write that down and say, God, give me the gift that I need. So here 
are some of the spiritual gifts that we see in 1 Corinthians 12. It's the same passage that we're in today. Now, many of us, when we look at this list, we recognize that some of these, we would say, are spiritual gifts for sure. Discernment, faith, healing, miracles, tongues, which is a heavenly language. It's also sometimes, as I mentioned before, the capacity to speak a language that you never spoke before or that you learned a long time ago, but you've always struggled with speaking it and God's gonna bring it to your remembrance and the interpretation of heavenly tongues. But there's also some spiritual giftings that we didn't realize were spiritual gifting. Look at this list. Administration, helps, the desire to step in and help. Knowledge, it's the ability to share words of knowledge that will help someone else. Some of you are teachers or counselors or you're people who are mentors at work. And God wants to speak words of knowledge that'll help your coworkers move forward. Why? Because when you help them, they're gonna come back to you and say, you know what, you're different, different. You're different, different. I don't know how you know what you know, but you always speak something that helps me move forward. And God wants to give you that gift. God wants to give you that gift. He also wants to give us the gifts of teaching and wisdom. Teachers, I don't know if you know this, but your desire to teach is a spiritual gift that comes from God. And all of us as parents, we're grateful for you because when the pandemic came around, we realized we were not gifted with being teachers. We were like, hey, can we open up a little sooner so we can send these kids back? You know, I I love kids. I really do. I love my kids. Um, But... But those of you who, who do like preschool teaching, God bless you. I could not imagine. I can say definitively, that is not a gifting God has given me. Now, if he gave me that assignment to minister to them, I believe that he would give me the gifting to do it. But we appreciate you, teachers. Can we just take a moment and appreciate our teachers? We're glad you get this week of spring break off. Here's the second list from Romans 12 and Ephesians 4. Encouragement, giving, generosity, leadership, mercy, prophecy, service, and teaching. Then in Ephesians 4, we see apostle, evangelism, pastor, and then two that are featured in Romans 12 as well, prophecy and teaching. I want to highlight this. Prophecy is the ability to speak God's word and truth under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I believe some of you, God's going to give you that gift today. And I also wanna, I wanna preface and highlight what's coming next week. Next week, we're gonna pursue the Holy Spirit and we're gonna pray that God would baptize you in the Holy Spirit, that he would fill you to overflowing and that what would come out is a heavenly language so that you can pray directly to God. And here's what I want you to know about being able to pray a heavenly language. The devil can't understand what you're saying, but God knows. And you're able to share God's, you're able to share your heart with God. And I want you to urgently and eagerly pray, God, would you provide that to me? If you've never prayed in a heavenly language and you desire that, I want you to pray this week that God would provide that gift. And then next weekend, I'm believing in faith that God's gonna distribute that gift to you. God wants to work in our life. He wants to help us move forward. I just wanna encourage you, lean into these gifts. The third thought I want to share with you is this. The Holy Spirit distributes these gifts for the common good. This is what Paul says in verse seven. Now to each one, you and you and you and you and you and you. 
to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to us not only for our benefit, but also for the benefit of other people. He didn't gift you just so that you could do really great work at work, but also so that you could make a difference in the lives of people, in the lives of your neighbors and your family members, but also so that you could utilize your gifts at church in the body of Christ. We're constantly inviting you all to step in, not because we need the help, but because we all have a collective opportunity to serve the bride of Christ, which is the church, okay? When we're inviting you to step in and serve, it's not because we're trying to fill roles. It's because we know the joy that comes in serving God by serving others. And there's a joy that comes when we give our life to bless other people, because we're taking care of the church that Jesus bled for and died for. I wanna encourage you to lean in, let him speak to you. It's for the common good. Someone once said, your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. He gave you talents and skill and spiritual gifts. He says, I give that to you. Now I want you to use it. And when you do that, you worship me. You worship me. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to ask God right now in your own heart, God, what would you like me to do with the spiritual gifts you've given me? I believe that he's going to reveal it to you. And also I want you to pray, God, would you give me the gifts that I need for this season that is to come? I believe he's going to help each one of us. The second truth about the spiritual gifts that come from the Holy Spirit is simply this. Seek the Holy Spirit, not the gifts. Seek the Holy Spirit, not the gifts. I believe that There's some of us who are here today, we want the spiritual gifts. But the reason why we haven't received those spiritual gifts yet is because we want the spiritual gifts more than the gift giver. We want the gifts more than the Holy Spirit. I wanna encourage you, if you seek the Holy Spirit, what you'll discover is that you'll get all the gifts and more. You'll get everything. You'll get the full expression of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He wants to work within us. Listen to what Paul says in verse 11. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he determines. I believe prophetically that there are gifts that God has determined to give you today. And I don't want you to miss out. In just a moment, the worship team's gonna come up. We're gonna have a moment in the altar. And I believe... God's gonna distribute the gifts. But the way we do it is we seek the Holy Spirit for the gifts that he's about to provide to us. Two chapters later, this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse one. He says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. What he's saying is allow God's love to rise up within you. Choose to follow Jesus and love people and then eagerly seek and desire the spiritual gifts. And I want to stir up within you the desire to say, God, I need spiritual gifts. I want to do your purpose. I want to fulfill your will in my life. And today, I believe he's going to provide that to you. I believe that if we earnestly seek God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, he's going to bless us. In fact, in James chapter 1, I don't know if you know this, but James was the half-brother of Jesus. 
and then he actually declared that Jesus is Lord, that brother, the one who grew up with him, he says this in chapter one, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Now remember on the list, wisdom was one of the spiritual gifts. And what, what James is saying in this passage is this, if you seek wisdom earnestly, God will provide it. But that same concept applies to administration, to leadership, to mercy. Some of you, you have a cactus coworker. They are difficult, difficult, difficult. And they get on your very last nerve, right? We all know who that is. I believe God wants to give you mercy and grace for them. Because sometimes the people who are hardest to love are the people God wants to love the most. I don't want you to give up on them because God wants to work in their life. Today as a close, I wanna invite you to stand. I know we're talking about the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit says, hey, focus on Jesus, let him be Lord of your life. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give you the opportunity to know Jesus today. Here at Westover, we believe that saying yes to Jesus is as clear as ABC. It's A, admitting that we need Jesus because we truly need him each and every day, every moment of our life. It's B, believing that he died on the cross to forgive our sins and to pay the debt of sin and to give us life, hope, and eternal life. Saying, Jesus, I believe in you. You did that for me. And then C, confessing with your mouth from your heart that you, that you want Jesus to be Lord of your life. Not just somebody that you pay attention to, not some, somebody that you just know about, but you're saying, Jesus, I want you to be Lord. And Lord means this, I want you to be in charge of every aspect of my life. And so today I wanna to give you that opportunity. I wanna invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I believe there's some of you who are here today, whether in the room or online, and you know you need Jesus. Well, today, this is the moment where you can say yes to Jesus. I believe Jesus is speaking even now. That tug you feel on the inside is coming from God. He's saying, I want you to know me. I want you to know me. And here's what I'd say. If that tug is in your heart, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. You're not, you're not becoming a member of this church. You're just saying yes to Jesus. One, two, three. Yes, hands are going up. Yes, 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 yes. Here's what I believe. I believe that, it, that if you say this prayer from your heart and then you choose to follow Jesus with your life, he'll bless you. Let's say this prayer, all of us together from our heart. Say, Jesus, I need you today. I've tried to do life on my own and I need you to be in charge. Save me. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive my sin. And now, God, I lay down everything that gets in the way of you. And I put you in charge. I give you my life today and forever. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen.